When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to VolQuest.com. This is Trail Tidbits. I'm Eric Kane, but the guy you are here to listen to is Matt Ray. Matt, week five of the high school football season has come and gone. I mean, literally over halfway through the regular season. It's yeah. starting to feel like fall here in East Tennessee, and a lot of Tennessee commits and targets are off and continuing to do their thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a uh, it's that time of the year. It's my favorite time of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, you walk outside in the morning, it's – 54 degrees you come Dude, it was 56 evening. degrees here this week like yeah. the monday tuesday and wednesday of this morning man it's, it's chilly you you come in and it's 72 75 like it's it's football weather and that's the best time of the year it's football season the high school football season has been rolling on for guys all the way across the country um you know here in tennessee and georgia i think they just finished week five um out west and seasons are further behind um, but yeah, ultimately, I mean, it, it's starting to get, it's starting to get to crunch time. You're, you're seeing some games start to have playoff implications and, uh, you know, big, big matchups coming down the stretch here for some teams and some of these guys that we're going to talk about, um, you know, and then again, guys taking visits, right? I mean, that, that's what everybody wants to know about at this time of the year. Yeah, real quick, uh, quickly answer this. You and AP are, you know, best buds, you know, bro beans and all that. You got, are you all <laughs> yeah. in the pumpkin spice game? I I am not in the pumpkin spice game. I'm I'm, I'm I'm not there. Um, I can't speak for AP on that, <laughs> um, but but I I am not there. I mean, all this fall talking, you know, it's a pumpkin spice. I'm not either, but I didn't lose. I mean, I'll get. I'll at least have respectfully, please respect my decision. Yeah. I will have my picture taken at a pumpkin patch at some point this year, and we will leave with a pumpkin roll. I well, mean, you're, it's you're, just, you're also married, so that that kind of yeah, it's just territory. it's just a tradition. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, uh, Boo Carter, Colorado, uh, you know, c- coming out of that visit, uh, anything to worry about for Tennessee? I mean, obviously keep tabs on it, but uh, it sounds like it was yeah. a good visit for him. But he's a Tennessee commit. Yeah, that's that's one I think you continue to keep tabs on. Colorado's going to work that one down the stretch, try to get him back for an official visit. Um, Tennessee's going to try to get him back to campus as many times as they can, and it's a lot easier for them to get him up from Cleveland to Knoxville than it is from Cleveland to Boulder. Um, yeah. at, the, at the end of the day, I expect him back in town at least one more time this month, and then we'll see where things go after that. As the fall goes on, Bradley Central ranked number one in the state in um, 6A right now, so he's got a lot on his plate with his season. But, but in talking to some folks, yeah, I mean, he had a good time at Colorado. I'm, I'm not ready to, you know, go much further than that. I think it's, it's going to take getting him back out there for an official visit for them to, to make a real move. I think when, when Boo Carter chose Tennessee in the summer, he felt really good about it. He, he was ready. He felt like at one point last fall to choose them after the Alabama yep. game. I sat down with him in October and, and he had all intentions of doing that. And then he, he pumped the brakes. Well, um, I had that video made for months. Oh, months. Yeah. Um, 
it, it looked like, you know, at some point around Christmas, he, he would do it again. I mean, it, he, Boo never wanted to sell himself short in the process. He wanted to take visits and make sure that everything was right. And, and Colorado's worked really hard to get him back out there, um, you know, unofficially. And he was able to make the trip and have a good time. But outside of that, I still think there's a lot of things that point to Tennessee with him. It's just going to be one you have to work to the finish line. He's a really, really good football player. And when you have really good football players committed to you, teams across the country are going to come after them. You know, staying out in Colorado, one guy um, that probably hasn't been mentioned as much, but is very important to this Tennessee class is Gage Ginther. Um, and Colorado's really tried there with Gage Ginther. There was some buzz that he might take a visit. Um, we, we believe that came from the Colorado side of things. And right now he has no intentions of taking a visit to Colorado and he plans to be back to Tennessee at some point this month. So, you know, that's a note that I think is important right now is he really is a versatile offensive lineman that Tennessee covets in this class. Yeah. One of those guys that uh, we, we think, and especially you and Austin that pay way more attention uh, than I do, but, we think can continue to shoot up those rankings as the year goes on. More and more and more senior tape gets out. This could be one of those diamonds in the rough for this class of 2024 for uh, the University of Tennessee. Other guys that um, commits, uh, targets that ran action. Um, you know, we're going to talk about briefly here: Jake Merklinger, Jordan Ross, Mike Matthews, Carson Gentle, George McIntyre. Um, you here in a moment are going to catch up with a Tennessee commits a one-on-one -on -one interview with Braylon Staley. So looking forward to that, but. Uh, quickly, we'll look at first Jake Merklinger. Pretty, uh, pretty pedestrian for him. You know, nine of fourteen, hundred fifty-four through <laughs> the year, three touchdowns. Old Jake Merklinger still getting it done for Tennessee, looking good as the quarterback in this twenty twenty-four class. Yeah, I think for Jake Merklinger, there's a different level of confidence this fall. Um, when I sat down with him at Calvary Day um, earlier this year, I, it just felt like. He felt ready. He, he was comfortable with where things were heading into the season. They had already came off a win against Islands. Um, he, he's very critical uh, of himself and everything that he does. He, he's very fine-tuned to the details. And, and I think for Jake Merklinger and Calvary Day, you could not have scripted a better start to this season, sitting at 4-0 and, and really getting ready to hit the meat of the schedule right here with a couple of tough games coming up. But, man, he's really efficient with the football. He's accurate. He's using his legs when he has to. I mean, just a great start for Jake Merklinger at Calvary Day School. Go back to that graphic here if you're watching on YouTube. Jordan Ross, a couple TFLs, quarterback hurry, a guy that Tennessee's going to be expected to get in the backfield here in the coming years and one of the uh, higher-rated prospects in this class. Yeah, a guy that I think continues to progress in a lot of different ways, continues to add some weight. Really explosive, really twitchy. Um, his pursuit is something that is talked about frequently. Um, they had a big win on Friday night. They beat Hoover, um, which is a, a tall task in the state of Alabama, 26-7. to um, So Vestavia Hills off to a good start. Teams are obviously going to game plan away from Jordan Ross. They're going to move the pocket you know, in different ways. They're going to try to try to scheme around him at that level of football. But he's a guy that I think is really down the stretch if the Stadia Hills can continue to piece it together and, and play the way that they have to start the season. He's a guy that's going to have more opportunities one-on-one, -on -one and you'll see him stuff the stat sheet even more. 
So Jordan Ross is a guy that's looking good. We'll go to Mike Matthews. We have to have a Mike Matthews check-in just about every trail tidbits. A couple of receptions, 39 yards, and a touchdown. But he continues to embrace that physicality and uh, you know put up some numbers here in the senior campaign. Yeah, for Mike Matthews, part view is off to a really good start. Um, 4 0. Um, quarterback play, I, I talked about this earlier in the season. Quarterback play is is something that, you know, kind of varies there. It hasn't been the best. They they have continued to improve throughout the season. But for Mike Matthews, um, two receptions, 39 yards on Friday night, and in the process became the all time leading receiver at Parkview High School. Um, to, to me, when you look at when you look at number four um, and, and the graphic from Parkview was number four is now number one. I think that, <laughs> I, you know, I think that says a lot of different things about Mike Matthews. Um, and I've touched on this with him before, but one of the common things that you hear about him is his work ethic. And, and obviously it's unmatched. So it's something that I think. The folks at Parkview are just so excited to see him get that honor. But I think it also speaks a lot to his loyalty, right? Uh, Park, Parkview is a really good program, but there are other opportunities, you know, that, that Mike Matthews could have taken advantage of. Go, going and hitting one of these private schools, going, you know, leaving the state and trying to go take advantage of an NIL opportunity in another state that that permits it to high school football players. And he didn't do that. It's it's full board, full go. Let's go do something special at Parkview, and and that's where he wanted to be, and, and that is to me one of the best things about Mike Matthews is, is that loyalty and and sticking with something that he believes in. Yeah, you got. I mean, literally, you've got guys here in East Tennessee. I mean, I, Austin and I cover high school football here in East Tennessee with Robbery Thursday, and. I mean, you get, you get to a location, you're like, I know that name, but that name wasn't here last year. That name was yep. over there in Farragut last year, or, Hard, or you know, Beard, whatever the case is. I mean, you see movements all around, and, you know, for a Power 5 SEC-type receiver to stay at a predominantly, like, a run background school program, it speaks a lot to the loyalty, for sure, and that's, that's Mike Matthews. Uh, we'll move on here. Two more, same game here. It was on ESPNU. I don't know if you guys watched it Friday night. Austin and I did when we were down there in Gainesville. Um, a big reason for the issues, maybe, for top 25 targeted quarterback. Obviously, it has been, but especially now with Deuce Knight committing to Notre Dame, that's George McIntyre, 25-37-252, three interceptions. But a big reason for the struggles because of that Macaulay defense and guy like Carson Gentle, who had his name mentioned numerous times, a couple TFLs, three, in fact, and, and three QB hurries. Yeah, I think overall for Carson Gentle, a guy that, man, when when you look at him, high motor. Um, and, and that showed up on Friday night on ESPN. That was – I wasn't on the sidelines anywhere on Friday night, but that was a game that I paid close attention to. Um, you know, he really, he really made some plays getting after George. He made some plays in the run game with those three tackles for losses. Um, you know, for George, ultimately you look at – you look at the stat sheet, 25 for 27, and a lot of the night – Man, it was him making something out of nothing. Um, there, there's a play, I think, fourth and four. Brentwood Academy feels like they have to go go for it. He he steps up in the pocket, gets flushed, dances around, makes a guy miss, back up in the pocket, got to make a decision on if he's going to run with it, jump pass, beautiful touch right over to pick up the fourth down. And to me, that was really kind of – symbolic of his night it was try to make something out of nothing um, the Brentwood offensive line struggled you know 
a pretty good portion on that. Macaulay very sound up front. You can look at the three interceptions, but when you're when you're trying to make plays in high school and and you're trying to come back from an early deficit, um, you know those are some things you're going to do. You see Shavar Young catch that touchdown there against Christian Brothers um, a couple of weeks back. He had a big night. The 2026 um, athlete, a guy that can do a lot of different things, um, eight catches for over 100 yards on Friday night against Macaulay. So this Brentwood Academy team, you know, they're they're facing some criticism right now. One of their worst starts, um, sitting one and four. But ultimately, this is a young football team that will have a chance to bounce back in the second half of the season. Perfect example there. You know, we're talking about young, you know, former East Tennessee high school football player. <laughs> yep. you know, made the move to the Mid-States uh, with a good quarterback in, in Brentwood Academy. All right, Matt. Uh, yeah, good stuff there. want to get into your conversation with Tennessee wide receiver commit, one of the top players in the state of South Carolina. That is Braylon Staley. You had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week. Braylon, um, off to a fast start to your senior season. Already four touchdown receptions coming off an 11-catch, 114-yard performance this past week. It's kind of take me through the excitement to be back on the field and, and get going this fall. Um, man, it's, it's really exciting um, starting a new journey with a new team. Uh, it was probably one of my best decisions I made uh, other than committing to the University of Tennessee. Uh, you know, I got a great – I got some great weapons around me, uh, Demarius Tolan. Uh, Jay Sewell, um, you know, great quarterback, Quan Emmons. So I'm really uh, uh, excited about that uh, decision I made. Each week here on Trail Tidbits, we do a feature and and kind of talk about guys that are stuffing the stat sheet. And, and you've been a guy that here to start the season, it's, it's pretty frequent, over 100 yards or a couple of acrobatic touchdowns, multiple things like that. Where do you feel like your game has, has elevated even more this fall? Uh. You know, route running, uh, you know, my catch rate is probably – I think that got a little better. Uh, really, them, them type of thing, I, I'm becoming a better leader also on and off the field. So, uh, really, you know, chipping into my gameplay. You talk about that decision to commit to Tennessee. There were a lot of different things that went into that for you. It was a big month of June official visits with a lot of schools pulling at you. Now looking back on it, you know how much comfort is there in the decision that you made? Um, a lot, man. I'm, I'm 100% committed to the University of Tennessee, uh, and I, I'm, I'm just ready to be involved, man. I'm ready to step on that campus and you know play some ball. Since that commitment, how would you say the relationships continue to grow with Coach Pope, Coach Halsley, Coach Hop? How's that conversation changed, and and how's that relationship continued to take the next step? Um, relationships has man probably been the same since since they first started recruiting me. It's been father son type thing. Uh, you know, I get contact from them probably every week. Uh, it, it's amazing, man. I, I love Coach Pope, Coach Hype, and Coach Hardly, man. I love everybody on that coaching staff. You're a guy that, when you look at what Tennessee likes to do in the vertical passing game, the shots they like to take, letting the the bigger frame wide receivers go down the field and make plays. You're you're a guy that meshes with that very well. Um, you know how important was that as you looked at Tennessee and you know obviously this this fall it's it's been a lot of the same things. They're still trying to work vertically. Teams trying to take that away more so. But how important was that vertical passing game in your decision? 
Um, it, it was really important. Uh, I know, you know, receivers, they want the ball. So uh, just looking at that offense was like, man, this is just a wide receiver's dream. So it really caught my attention. And that, that was the best move. Since you've been committed, you've been able to have a lot of conversation with other commits in this class. Just take me through the that conversation. When I sat down with Jake Merklinger in Savannah a while back, he said the group text message gets fired up and, and gets going when you add a new commitment. Around that time, you guys had just added Jordan Ross. Just take me through the conversation as you get to know your future teammates. Um, You know, it just uh, – we text here and there, you know, add commits. Uh, it's always let's go, go GBO, things like that. Uh, you know, we, we actually met another group chat the other day uh, with everybody else. Uh, we just really just showing them about our day, you know. They had probably sent a little streak or two, uh, showing what they're doing, things like that. Uh, Boo Carter, probably the probably the most active group chat. So, you know, I really love it, man. Uh, some great people, and I can't wait to uh, play with them, boys. Braylon, as you continue at, at Strom Thurmond, obviously the goal – is a state championship, but for you individually, what are some of your personal goals that you want to achieve this fall? Uh, my biggest one is just to to hit that thousand mark, man. Uh, I haven't hit it yet. I was close last year, um, but I, I think that thousand mark is really what I want to hit this year. My biggest goal. Absolutely, Brethren. I get you out of here with this. Uh, the recruiting process is still, you know, waging on. You know, you've got schools that that aren't going to slow down in recruiting you. When are you coming back to Tennessee? Um, I'll be back soon. I know I can't remember the exact date, but I will be back very soon. All right, Braylon, we appreciate your time. Again, that's Braylon Staley, number 97 in the On 300 rankings, number 18 wide receiver in the country, and most importantly – four-star Tennessee volunteer wide receiver commitment. Braylon, thanks for your time. Yes, sir. That's a wrap for this week's episode of VolQuest Trail Tidbits. A big thank you to four-star wide receiver Braylon Staley for joining the show and talking a little bit about the start of his senior season and how his commitment with Tennessee has continued to progress. The Vols are back in action this week at Neyland Stadium at 4 p.m. on Saturday against UTSA as they will look to bounce back from an ugly one this past Saturday in the Swamp. Be sure to follow VolQuest for all of your game week coverage, recruiting coverage leading into the weekend and coming out of the weekend as Tennessee will host a number of visitors. Be sure to like and subscribe to the VolQuest YouTube channel as you can always find these Trail Tidbit episodes there. We'll have more of these coming down the line. Next week, leading into South Carolina, we will have a lot of info to provide during Trail Tidbits as it is setting up to be a big recruiting weekend on Rocky Top. I'm Matt Ray. Thank you all for following along.